Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Right now. Realizing I watched a lot of uh, television with the youngsters back in the day. How about that? I'll say it again. That cab driver in Bucherrios, Mexico, when he said, Senor, you're Espanol. Mucho bueno. Why is that? I said, uh, Dora the Explorer. That's <laughs> right. I learned so much Spanish. I got to brush up on my Spanish, though. <laughs> yes, you do. Come estas. Una más, por favor. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to uh, what we affectionately call a Flame Tech Football Friday. Don't mind me. I was just sharing the show on Facebook and uh, tweeting where everybody can join us on Game Plus Television all across Canada on, uh, in 10 provinces and in the United States in 31 states. Telus Optic TV in British Columbia, by the way, carrying us. If you're watching in BC, it's a very big day for you. It's a, it's a very big football Friday overall. Wally Buono, the godfather, will be joining us today. And uh, producer Clark has said that Wally is logged in and ready to go. The man always prepared. Looking forward to chat with uh, Coach Buono. Rick Campbell, the current head coach of the BC Lions, is going to be joining us coming up in hour two. And this is a very interesting story. But former NFL quarterback turned actor Jake Plummer will be joining us on the program today, along with producer Chris Bickford. Because Jake Plummer is starring in Chris Bickford's film, The Kick, and they'll both be with us later on today. So while we will get into hockey talk here in a moment in the Quick Six Show topics, that's a pretty good football lineup, Moose. I'd say it's a great football lineup. I mean, and that's what this is, Football Friday, even though hockey's on a lot of people's minds, top of mind today, and we'll get into that. But yeah, it's a great lineup. Good job, Clark. Uh, And as I sit here and talk, something just jogged into my mind about football that I want to discuss. So I'm adding it to my quick six. The comments are coming in already from John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm. Wally equals CFL royalty. Absolutely not. Sorry, not that. Habs, he is. Sorry. (laughs) Bob Marier. (laughs) Logged in, and he's already got me off my game. He just wrote and said, Habs sweater? In my mind, it immediately went to, absolutely not. Everybody's laughing on the other side of the wall. Sorry, Wally. Well, I'm wearing orange today, not because of the BC lines. You know why I'm wearing orange today. Every child matters. It's because of the Cowess' First Nation, all the unmarked graves that were found well, announced yesterday. Uh, that's why I'm wearing orange today. It just so happens to be that it's a big BC Lions Day. 
Dope. Way to go, Bob. He got me off my game. And actually, that's a good way to jump into the quick six show topics, please, Director Jordan. Now that we got the sound effects going. So we're going to start off with hockey here, and then we'll come back around for football for the rest of the show. For those that don't know, Bob Marier is my mentor, sober coach to the stars, of which I'm a sober coach too, but Bob's the guy that got me into it, and uh, he's a huge Habs fan, and, and his name's going to come up here in a moment. Montreal eliminated the Vegas Golden Knights last night, 3-2 in overtime. They take the series in six. They move on to the Stanley Cup final, and I'm okay with all of that. And I was watching SportsCenter this morning, and the panelists were saying that the TSN turning point for the Habs was their Game 5 win against your Leafs, Moose, when they scored in overtime on that Suzuki Caulfield 2-on-0 goal. And uh, whatever. Here's the TSN turning point in this series for Vegas and Montreal. It was Marc-Andre Fleury's gaffe at the end of Game 3. It was. Because the Knights weren't the same after that. They would have gone up 2-1. They went down 2-1. Then they were chasing the rest of the series. So as much as I love the flower, and I really do love the flower... That cost them the series. So we will have to, uh, as, as a Vegas Knight fan base, take that into the offseason and think about what went wrong. But the thing with Bob and all you people that are Habs fans, and by the way, Wally Buono raised the Montreal probably includes himself in those Habs fan group. Like Bob's texting me last night saying, you have to be from Montreal to understand what this means. I'm like... You guys aren't the only people who cheer for the hometown team that's long-suffering. Do you know what I mean? Right. And, and, and that's great. But you beat my team. Just keep that stuff to yourself. And that's not sour grapes. I don't think it is. Is it coming across as sour grapes? Why well, is everybody up in my face about I, Montreal winning this thing? And I don't understand how great it is. Because it's so public, your love for Vegas is different than everybody else. You know, and it's everybody wants to have fun with it. I think for the most part it was fun. But, you know, I've seen some personal growth. I was telling you about it in the morning meeting. I'm getting texts from people saying, it's the Leafs time now. You know, this is so wonderful. It feels so good. I'm like, what? Who are you? Why are you texting me like this? Yeah. This is totally off character. But I'm like, I'm seeing personal growth in, pe- in some people. And other people, you're not seeing any personal growth because it's like, yeah, suck at Vegas. Yeah, suck at Toronto. And it's like, nah, the post-game trash talk, I'm not here for. Not cool with. Not cool with it. Um, Joe Lazito is watching in Long Island and he says, Rod, you've weathered many storms in your life. Today will be a storm of gnats annoying you. Repeat after me. Let's go Islanders. And that's point two in our quick six show topics here is game seven tonight. Islanders versus Tampa Bay. And it's our poll question. Let me call this up right now for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center today. Vote right now on Twitter and Facebook. Who wins game seven tonight? 63% on Twitter are saying the New York Islanders, and it looks on Facebook like it's a lot more 50-50. But we're all going to be watching tonight. Somebody is calling the text line. Don't do that. 306-840-8777 is the Prairie Mobile text line. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SAS Mobility dealer. I keep hitting decline, and they keep calling. Don't call the text line. Point three. To those CFL points that I wanted to get to. One, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to welcome double vaccinated fans only to their games here this summer. I saw that headline on 3downnation.com and thought, good, I hope every team follows this policy. And then I made the 
ill-fated mistake, Darren, of going into the mentions. Ooh. I can't believe the furor and the outcry from fans that are bitching about the Blue Bombers wanting you to have both your vaccination shots, which incidentally, I got my second yesterday, which seemed fine, but now I can't lift my arm today. I was gonna I'm was i sure I'll be okay, yeah. but what's the problem with this? What did you expect? People feel it's an infringement on their human rights. No, the Blue Bombers can do whatever they do. I'm pretty confident they can get 33 to 34,000 people in there with people that are fully vaccinated. And I'm not telling people to get vaccinated at all. I'm saying I did it. And if you think that's cool, then go do it. But just like John Chick's getting stuff thrown at him, my good friend John Chick for being anti-vaccine, because that's his opinion, I'm not telling anybody to do anything. But this is what I'm doing because I want to get the world back to normal and I want to go to sports and I want to play. Do whatever you want. Winnipeg Blue Bombers are doing what they want. And they're welcoming only double vaccinated fans. And I should get your your take on that. Yeah, I think if, if that's, you know, the direction they want to go, I think it's great. I think there's going to be more than enough double vaccinated people in Winnipeg and Manitoba to fill that stadium. I don't right. think it's an issue. And you look at when you decide not to get the vaccine, which is your choice. Nobody's forcing you. But these are the things that come along with it. You know, and me and one of my best friends were having this conversation. He went to Brazil three, four um, years ago. Um, he went to Brazil. And if you don't have the yellow card for the vaccination, they don't let you in the country. Yeah. And that's, you know what? You don't have a right to go if you make that choice. You know, I apologize. I thought it was next segment with Wally Clark. I didn't realize. We're bringing Wally in now? Good. Well, let's do it. I'm sorry, Wally. I thought we had you booked for 9.20 a.m. I apologize, Wally. Welcome to the program today. How are things out there in Vancouver? Well, they're good, and uh, it was interesting to uh, listen to you guys talk about the vaccine because, you know, it is what it is, and some people feel differently than other people, and I think you have to be uh, understanding that everybody has their own views and their own opinions, but, you know, there are consequences, as we're all going to see. Well, and so you've kind of been part of that campaign, right? Going back a year. It's been a very long year. You actually came on this show wearing a mask, I think, the last time you were on. So <laughs> what, uh, what do you have a message to Canadians or CFL fans? I, I don't see why this is so difficult, Wally, for people to understand. Well, you know what? I, I think it's uh, you have to always try to understand the other person's point of view and uh, you know, I've gotten uh, my two shots and, uh, you know, I feel good about it. My wife got it and, uh, you know, my whole family's uh, going to get vaccinated because that's what they want to do because they want to get back to a normal life. And, uh, you know, there's conditions to everything and there's choices. And uh, we live in a country where you can make those choices. So, you know, if, if a organization or a company sets a policy, you got to uh, adhere to it. Uh, you know, that's no different than other things. So, you know, uh, kudos to the Bombers for, you know, stepping out and being the leader because it, it then helps, I think, all the other eight clubs to try to stay with the same policy so it's consistent for all the teams. I couldn't agree more, and I'm surprised that more teams haven't followed suit, but I'm guessing in the next few weeks we're going to hear similar things with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I, I uh, applaud them as well. i got to ask you this, though, Wally, because I, I had another point here. I guess it's July 24th. The Rough Riders and Blue Bombers are going to play in a controlled scrimmage here in Regina. Details are forthcoming. It looks like the BC Lions are the odd man out. Nine teams. <laughs> you, you get it how would you feel if you were coaching the uh, the lions and you weren't able to have a controlled scrimmage when everybody else 
is? Well, you know what? Uh, you you got to accept what it is. There's nine teams. Uh, you know, the uh, Lions are on the wrong side of the mountains, and uh, it's, uh, you know, so it's, do it internally. Uh, we I've done that, you know, for years and years where we'd have an internal scrimmage. Uh, treat it just like a game uh, with officials, with the clock, uh, you know, even fans uh, at that time. Uh, you know, so you can assimilate that. To obviously, when you go against another team's uh, roster, it makes it a better uh, evaluation process. But, you know, the, the scrimmages are not always about evaluating the player. It's also about evaluating the coaches, uh, you know, getting them ready for, you know, how to put things in place, uh, getting your video team all set up, uh, and making sure the players understand the procedure. A lot of the American kids who have come up, they don't know the three downs. They don't know the speed of the 22nd clock. They don't know a lot of things. So when you do a, a, a function like that, or you want to call it a scrimmage, it uh, it helps them not only physically, but also helps them to be prepared to play the game. You know, i got to ask you this, Wally, because when I got into the CFL covering it, Cal Murphy was our head coach in Saskatchewan. I'd been a fan many years before that, but it was two-a-days, two hours per practice split, full pads and contact (laughs) to what it is now where, you know, Chris Jones was the coach my last year with the Riders. It was not even taken to the ground. It was touch football in a controlled green and white scrimmage. And every team was the same, I think. How did it and why did it move away from what it used to be? Well, we used to have it to when uh, we had the rookies, it was full contact. When we got the veterans, it was, uh, as you say, it was more of a thud drill, but at full speed. And I, I think what's occurred is with all the uh, uh, medical protocols that are getting in place, trying to make uh, practice safer, trying to make the game safer. And, you know, everybody understands that uh, contact is part of the game, but, you know, a lot of contact in practice uh, you know, uh, you know, in the morning, in the afternoon, every day, you know, has its effects. So, you know, part of that is that medically, uh, you know, they're uh, looking at trying to minimize contact so that you do get ready to play, but you don't uh, hurt each other through it. Your thoughts on this CFL season upcoming uh, with the 14-game schedule? I know how close you are to the scene, Wally. I mean, here's hoping the players follow all the rules. The health and safety protocols, and we get through it, and we have a great cup played in December, <laughs> right? It's there's it's, it's a long list that these guys got to follow, and it, it is what it is. Um, but let's just assume assume everything goes great. How much are you looking forward to seeing the the fellows back on the field? Well, you know what, I was really pleased when uh, you know I read that uh, the governors voted to move forward with the season, even if it was fourteen games. Uh, you know, out of sight, out of mind is not a good thing. And, you know, the CFL was one of the few teams, excuse me, one of the, the only leagues that didn't play last year in North America. And, you know, it's uh, it's not good for anybody. It's not good for the uh, fans. It's not good for the players. It's not good for the coaches. It's not good for the economy. So, you know, the uh, moving forward was great. Uh, the fact that the Canada has done such a great job in the last say, six weeks to two months as far as the, the vaccine, you know, I think gives everybody a tremendous hope that uh, the stands will be full and people want to get out. Uh, you know, my son has a restaurant in Gibson and, uh, you know, right now people want to get out. They want to go out for dinner and they want to enjoy themselves again. And this is a great opportunity to do that.
You know, I was on a show out of the States last week, and they said, how come we haven't heard any XFL, CFL talk of late? And I said, because they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> they want to get this season with nine teams kicked off, but we're going to hear it again, Wally. And I have not had the chance to talk to you about it specifically. I heard your comments on Ottawa Radio. Where do you think we're going with this once we get this 2021 season out of the way? Well, you know what? I, I don't know where we're going, but I, I think, you know, anywhere and anytime you can uh, grow your game and grow your revenues, you have to sit down and visit. You know, whether it's a good solution or not, you don't know till after the fact. So, you know, I, I uh, you know, I'm in favor of this. Get your conversations, get your meetings in, uh, see what everybody wants, see what everybody can do for each other. I mean, both leagues uh, in some ways, I believe, can help each other. But, uh, you know, if it's at the end of the day, uh, it's not a good deal for the CFL, then I would hope that the league would be smart enough just to leave things be. But if it's something that uh, long-term can make the CFL stronger, can make it more exposed and healthier, uh, you know, why not uh, look at it? My last one for you on this is, am I completely out to lunch and thinking we could just have like the U.S. expansion era from the 90s here now where we have a ratio for the <laughs> Canadian teams but not the American teams? Because Leo Ezrin sent me the numbers. The Canadian teams were all-time 500 against the U.S. teams that had no Canadians on their rosters. Could, could that happen, do you think? Well, you know, Rod, whatever happens is going to happen. But I, I think when, if you look at the 93, the 94, the 95 expansions, uh, there was some uh, markets and some cities that had tremendous support uh, in the States. Uh, the games were competitive, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, and, and that's just football. You know, you got to line up and you got to play. I mean, you talk about the Montreal Canadiens, if the book uh, – if the bookies had uh, made uh, a line on who was going to be in the Stanley Cup Finals, I'm not sure Montreal would have been there because uh, their roster's not as good. They've <clears throat> got a lot of good young players. But at the end of it, uh, you know, you play the sport because a lot of things could happen. As you said about uh, Fleury's, you know, big mistake, those things happen, changes the complexion of a whole series. You know, so the fact that you have rosters, hey, you got the 44 BC Lions, you got 44 Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They all wear the green and orange. And the way I always look at it, when you make the team, you're a Rough Rider, you're not a Canadian, you're not an American, you're a football player. Are you still a, a uh, or were you ever a Habs fan? I assume you were growing up in Montreal. <laughs> well, yeah, honestly, I wasn't. Uh, I was a Frank Mahovlich fan. And um, I can remember wow. uh, cheering the Toronto Maple Leafs in the 60s. And I was so upset when the uh, Punch Imlach traded uh, Frank Mahovlich to Montreal that I became a Canadians fan. Okay. And so I cheered for the Canadians uh, after the trade. And, uh, you know, obviously being from Montreal, playing there as a player, you know, there's a lot of connection, you know, with the other pro teams, whether it was the Expos or the Canadians or soccer team you know so you you become a part of it and uh, you know you cheer for them and uh, obviously it was great to see uh, uh, how well they've been doing and uh, you know the coach you got to give the coach and the GM a lot of credit because they took a lot of uh, risk on a lot of these good young players and uh, you know they those guys have really come through for them. Why isn't that something guys how much time do we have and 
two or three, two or three minutes. I apologize, Wally. I had my time screwed up. I'm just enjoying this yeah, no so problem. much. Well, just you say that you became a fan because of a player. You get it. We cheer for the players. That's <laughs> just what it is, right? You get it. And we had Arlen, we had Arlen Bruce on a couple weeks ago, and I said to him, yeah, Arlen, yeah, you, yeah, one of my favorite guys. <laughs> everybody says that him and Tad Cornegay came in. You guys were rolling five, and we still say. That turned around the season, and of course, Arlen and Tad don't argue that. Was it as simple as 2011? You signing or acquiring those two guys turned your season around? Because that's the feeling out there in the CFL. Well, two things. One, Arlen Bruce balanced the field. Uh, you know, when we didn't have Arlen Bruce, everybody doubled, tripled G. Roy Simon. You know, so the defense could always lean to whatever side of the field he was on. And when we got Arlen in, you know, the, the defense had to play a straight up, which again, uh, made it way, way more difficult for us. And, you know, Arlen had a personality that, you know, fit in well with the club. Uh, Tad was a kind of a glue uh, for the secondary. You know, he uh, came in, was a veteran. Everybody liked him. Uh, You know, he was a good team guy. And, you know, the chemistry just started to happen. And uh, as you see with the Canadians, it's all about chemistry and confidence. And, uh, you know, when you make and, and the pros, you're a good athlete. You're a good hockey player, football player. Uh, what makes a difference is all the other things that you never see. The uh, you know, it's, it's like Gallagher picking up the puck. You know, for the young guy. Uh, you know, why why would a veteran do that? Because he cares about him, and uh, you know that that's very obvious. Awesome stuff, Wally. Always a pleasure. Uh, great to chat with you. Hopefully, we can do it again soon here and talk some CFL ball and, and some actual games. Well, thank you very much. And I'm excited about the CFL because uh, when you look right now across the league, uh, every team has a great quarterback. Uh, you know, the teams all have great coaching staffs. And, you know, I think the advantage is going to go to the teams that have uh, the coaching staffs that have been there for a number of years and where the players and the coaches understand the system. Uh, you know, training camp, as we know, is going to be a little disruptive. Uh, there's no preseason. So, uh, you know, I, I think those two things are going to help those clubs, I hope, uh, you know, do well because uh, continuity is important and you got to have your quarterback, uh, you know, pretty comfortable with the system. And uh, if you have that, you usually have a pretty good team. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks, Wally. Have a great summer. Appreciate it, guys, always. And uh, have right. a good show. And uh, God bless you guys. Same to you. The great Wally Buono. The best. The best. We'll be right back. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a day, but it's a great day. But thanks to the world's fastest pit crew, which is our crew here, Ryan Clark and Jordan, on the other side of this wall, we had a TV go down, a big screen TV on the wall. We had a light burnout last segment we're still on the air oh yeah and we're gonna win the race right good work guys the car you finish with is not usually the car you start with (laughs) is that right i think so Uh, that might be a thing they're doing a great job 
And then uh, it, it slipped through the cracks that Wally was lined up for the first segment. We normally have the guests here in this segment, but it didn't work out that way. And here we go. And could have gone on with Wally all day. But here we are. And Bob's your uncle. I didn't get this in because we ran out of time, but the warm-up is brought to you by E. Cole Electric, your complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Estevan, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. E. Cole Electric, let's get to work. So I never finished the quick six show topics, Darren. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> got uh, to like number three or something. I got to number three. We got into the CFL and then Clark's like, Wally's ready. And in a way we went. So it is a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. Um, just to finish off what I was talking about, the CEBL tipped off last night. I wanted to mention this, and I will talk more about it in the sports update coming up. But Niagara spanked Ottawa in Ottawa. What was the final? 103.78. It was a wire-to-wire butt-kicking. And I watched it on CBC Gem. How about that? Oh, yeah. And how about that? I tuned in and I saw my good friend AJ Jakubik was calling the play by play. And you're a good friend, too. Yeah. Aaron John. So it looked, it looked like a lot of fun in TD Place in Ottawa last night. Doubleheader on Saturday, which we'll talk about a little later on. Uh, the Blue Jays have won five in a row. They're now five and a half back of the division leaders, the Tampa Bay Rays. And they're just, listen, the Baltimore Orioles have turned out to be the slump busters for the Toronto Blue Jays. And the Marlins, too. Don't need to apologize for it, right? So is it, are people going to pipe down now? <laughs> like, I get that they expect perfection from their Blue Jays and from their officiating and from whatever else when they're not perfect themselves. I know. Have you noticed that? That's, hey, that's... That's human nature. Well, but, yeah. Yeah. I remember with LeBron. With, Enjoy with the, it. With the decision. Remember when he went to Miami and everybody was so upset. Y'all remember that, you little grasshoppers? And all the heat that he got for leaving Cleveland to go to Miami. And he said, people want to tell me how to run my life when they can't even run their own. I never, ever forgot that. Wow. And worked out pretty well for LeBron. He went and did his business in Miami. Came back, won them a championship on his way through like, mm-hmm. I think it turned out okay. Part of the problem, too, was I spent too long in the steam room today, so I've been sweating for literally an hour and a half, and my earpiece keeps falling out of my ear. So it's just been one of those days. Yes, yeah, I get it. But we're getting through it. Uh, from Sober Athletic, where in Toronto, I like to see you sporting the orange shirt today, Rod. Let's all show our support for our First Nations brothers and sisters. Hashtag every child matters. Oh, man. They're so gutted. I talked to a chief last night, not the chief of Cowessus, but a chief, and he said this one, this one cuts deep. So just to let them know that we're thinking of them and we're here is really all that we can do at this time, but it's, it's still beyond words. John uh, Schmidt. Says, Roddy, I hate to break it to you, my friend. Vegas isn't Saskatchewan's team. There are more Habs fans in this town than there are Vegas fans in this entire country. Um, that whole Vegas Golden Knights are Canada's team thing is just a goof, a spoof. You understand that, right? And dare I say it worked. My God, I can't believe the furor that I got across this country. How many of those T-shirts would we sell? A lot. A ton. A lot. So, yeah, the Montreal Canadiens have been around for over 100 years. The Vegas Golden Knights have been around for four. 
we got to start somewhere. And the Vegas Golden Knights are the team of this show. If you don't like it, don't watch. From Habs for Life 41 on YouTube, he's in Vancouver and he says, Rod, what's your, your opinion on the Blackhawks scandal? Hey, guess what, Habs for Life 1? There is no Blackhawks scandal. But Darren brought this up in the break. You showed me your phone. You're, what do you think of this? So Damian Cox is trying to start something again today in Toronto. Was that today that he tweeted that? Yeah. I mean... Is there a scandal that I'm missing? Because I believe the Blackhawks... There is a little scandal. There's then a, I missed it then because they've addressed this There's a lot. Ages. There's a lawsuit that came out, I think, just yesterday, later in the day, a former player accusing a for, now-retired assistant coach, which I don't think No, 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 this is the sexual abuse scandal? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was talking about the logo. No, I think he's talking about the sexual abuse scandal. <laughs> the logo thing, and it's funny. I thought it was a logo. It's funny because I showed you Damian Cox's tweet saying, why is this still a logo for the That's Chicago Blackhawks logo? Right, and I just, I just saw it, but it was the sexual abuse thing, I think. Oh. I think that's what they're bringing up. Which, what are you talking about, Habs for Life 41? Are you talking about the sex abuse scandal or the logo? Because that's I thought, what I thought you meant. Yeah, I don't think the logo's a scandal. The Blackhawks was... have been dealing with this. They've made their statement. They're moving on. As far as the sex abuse scandal, do you remember the Chicago Blackhawks alum that called me the other night? Yes. Do you remember? And I told you about it. I know all about what's going on in Chicago with that coach. But this has been reported. This isn't new. So I had uh, a Stanley Cup champion called me the other night about something totally else but he had told me months ago what had gone down and who the coach was the people involved so I have really nothing to say about that scandal what do I think I know too much Mandy in Edmonton says I can't help but wonder if Wally is considering any ownership in the BC Lions um he might be Wally's got a lot of Hiroshi but she had asked earlier if Wally wanted any part of the Lions right now. And from the, everything that Wally's told me, he doesn't. What have I said, Darren, many times? Once you get out of the machine, you don't, you're not in a race to get back into the machine. And that's where Wally is. My God, look at the man. He looks happy. He looks healthy. Yeah. He looks stress-free. All those things that wouldn't, not that you'd be instantly unhealthy, unhappy, and uh, full of stress if you owned a, a football team, but it wouldn't make you have less stress. <laughs> he looks good. He's got the money. He's got, he's, he's retired. He doesn't want to jump back in. Now, I've been told by CFL people that Wally is working in some sort of consulting roles in various capacities. But that's not full-time. That's on Wally's watch. That's on Wally's time. So it's a great question, Mandy, but it's like that guy that asked the other day, would the CFL take a look at Brett Jones? You know where I'm going with that. Well, yeah. It's No, will Brett Jones take a look at the CFL? It'll be up to Brett Jones whether he wants to play in the CFL or not. <laughs> not up to the CFL. And it's the same with Wally. Wally will get into the ownership group if Wally wants to get into the ownership group. Not the other way around. But the last time Wally was here, and we had a sit-down at the Hotel Saskatchewan. Remember that one where he showed up in a suit and I showed up dressed like this? <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, Wally. He's like, don't worry about it. I wish I was dressed like you. 
That's what Wally said. But that day, he told me about this outdoor stadium that they're planning for Burnaby. Like, I don't feel like I'm letting the cat out of the bag here. I mean, they sold the team since. There's been a pandemic. I feel like everything's changed from what Wally told me that day. Yeah. So... We all want Wally to be involved with the CFL, but Wally's going to be involved in the CFL at his convenience, right? Or at his discretion. So anyways, it is a Flame Tech Football Friday, and I want to get your football questions on the table. Seems like we haven't had as many, you know, we've been talking about the Blackhawks scandal and the is Vegas, Canada's team. Come on. It's a football day. <laughs> Johnny Schmidt says, I'll always watch my friend your show. It's the best. Mandy says, interesting. Thanks. So let's load them up. Prairie Mobile text line 2, 306-840-87. Whoa, 87. Look at these. How about that? All right. Didn't even look at it. You guys turned it on and boom. How about that? Oh, we got a lot of. Oh, here we go. Will people who can't get vaccinated for medical reasons be given the opportunity to attend Bombers games? Why do we need to split these hairs three different ways? You need two shots or you're not getting into a Winnipeg Blue Bomber game. Simple. Maybe that's too simple for me. Maybe I'm oversimplifying it is what I'm saying. Let's talk about that when we come back. And a sports update. We haven't got into any of the things that I wanted to get into today, really. Good time. Okay, we got got lots of time. Jake Plummer coming up in hour two. Film producer Chris Bickford and BC Lions head coach Rick Campbell. You are watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday continues, and I'm going to jump into viewer takeover a little early. We're going to go back and forth. It's Friday. Everybody's in a good mood. Like, I'll go with that and the sports update and stuff. Rick Hagland watching on Facebook says, can we talk about football rather than needles? Are they going to ask for two, three, four more jabs with each variant that pops up or just call two good enough? Uh, Rick, we'll decide what we talk about. And right now, what's top of mind in the CFL is how we're going to get into the stadiums to watch the games. So I just don't feel totally right yet talking about X's and O's and position battles when that's we got to work one day at a time to get to into the stadiums. And that's what's newsworthy right now. I'm sorry. I'm with you. I'd like to talk about the games too, but a lot of things got to happen before we get to actual games. You understand? Oh, yeah. Um, Johnny Schmidt, by the way, says, thank God for YouTube. John the Habs fan, he says, it allows me to comment since I can't on Facebook. Well, that's because you're in Facebook jail. That's a you problem. How do you get suspended on Facebook? (laughs) So he goes over to YouTube. That's great. Anyways, sports update. The Montreal Canadiens, as as if you hadn't heard, are off to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 1993. Our Terry Lekkonen scored at 139 of overtime, and Carey Price made 37 saves as the Canadiens down the visiting Golden Knights 3-2 to win their third-round series in six. 
They'll play the winner of the Islanders and Lightning in Game 7, and that affair goes tonight. And by the way, let's check the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who wins Game 7 tonight? 61% on Twitter saying the Islanders. How about that? How New about York that? is a New York is awake, and we're on a tiny little monitor over there. I told you we're having some uh, issues today. How good are your eyes, Darren? What does it say? <laughs> Islanders <laughs> leading there too. Good. Islanders leading there too. It looks like I can't even read the can't names. Can't even read it. Small. Sixty-three percent Islanders says producer Clark. We're holding today's show together with spit and elastic bands. We're doing it all together, teamwork here. Bravo, guys. I'm going to buy you all lunch after this. And you're in the window seat of the airplane and the duct tape on the wing is flapping. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> Paul George scored 27 points and the L.A. Clippers pulled away in a dominant third quarter, beating newly returned Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns 106-92 in Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals. The Clippers cut the... Game three of the Western Conference Finals. The Clippers cut their series deficit to 2-1. Maybe they don't need CP3. Jalen Babb Harrison dropped 30 points off the bench as the Niagara River Lions beat the Ottawa Blackjocks 103-78 in Thursday evening's CEBL season opener at TD Place in Ottawa. I watched the game on CBC Gem. There's a doubleheader Saturday featuring Edmonton against Hamilton and Saskatchewan at Fraser Valley. That Edmonton-Hamilton game is on the CBC main network. Lourdes Guriel Jr. belted his first career Grand Slam at a six-run first inning that catapulted the Blue Jays past the last-place Orioles 9-0 in Buffalo. Vladdy smacked his major league-leading 24th home run as Toronto handed Baltimore its 20th consecutive road loss. How about that? Ooh, that, about is, that? that is the sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Team bonding, any group size welcome. Book Ballers Rec Room for your team or event. Call our event coordinator, Amanda DeBook. 306-779-2255 or visit their website, ballersrecroom.com. They're open for business, Moose. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. What are they saying on the comment section there? Um, what are they talking about? They're all over the place. Yes, they, they, want to, they want to talk a little football. Um, they want to talk about the injury. You know, that one ACL injury doesn't make you... Uh, have injury issues necessarily, but you got to start with one. Yeah. Doesn't make you perfectly healthy either. Rick Dignard is watching on YouTube, and he says, we've been huge Lions and CFL supporters for years, but if the powers that be feel we have to join the COVID cult to attend a game, treating healthy people like lepers is pure insanity. Eesh. I feel like we waded into a holy war with absolutely zero intention in doing that. I know. <laughs> and now I don't know how to find the way out. I'm lost. <laughs> We're in the deep end, splashing yes. her up. Save us. Where's the shore? But I, he's yeah. got a right to his opinion. Of course. That's a, you totally have a right to your opinion. And I'm not, I don't even, I don't feel like arguing. Um, That's tough. What? Well, football isn't. Around here, we want. It's not a human right, right? It's kind. It's, it's kind of a privilege. They're they're a business, even if it's a community business. And if they, you know, restaurants make you put on a shirt to go in and and sit down, right? If I don't own a shirt, I guess I got to. Well, life's about choices, and if we can walk this back a little bit, 
having a mature discussion here, I hope. It's my choice to get double vaccinated, which I got my second shot yesterday. It's your choice not to get vaccinated. And then the third party is that the Blue Bombers, it's their choice to allow only double vaccinated fans to their games. So you have the choice to get a shot and go to the games. And I don't know that the BC Lions are going to do that. My expectation is that they will. It's the Blue Bombers' choice. I saw the furor on, believe me, online with the Bombers' announcement yesterday, but it's simple. Don't go to the games. There are enough double-vaxxed people in Manitoba to fill that stadium, I think. That's right. Right? I don't think Wade Miller's too worried about those that don't like this. You're making a choice. They're making a choice. I'm making a choice. Let's all be friends. How about that? From Irene in Saskatoon, she says, Oh, my God, 93 all over again. Still love you, Rod. Hug emoji. LOL. Ken is still crying as well. Right, he's a Flames fan. She sent me a photo of her in a Habs jersey and her, her guy. Uh, and me, actually. I'm the third in the middle of that. I was wearing a toque. I didn't recognize myself. <laughs> I was 30 pounds heavier. I'm not anti-Montreal. I cheer for the Vegas Golden Knights. How did this become such a huge thing? I know. How did it become such a... They're all rubbing it in my face. They backed up the manure truck and dumped it right <laughs> on the front step of your social media pages You last noticed night. that last night? Oh, yeah. They don't understand yet. If you're writing me, that's what I crave. That's what keeps me going. If you're ignoring me, I wither up and die. But they just can't ignore me. They can't. <laughs> I know. We're the grease fire in your backyard. We survive on it. Yes. That, we thrive on it. It's, yes. our, it's our oxygen. We'll come right back with a viewer uh, takeover segment. I predict it's going to be a lot of fun. And... Jake Plummer coming up an hour or two. Ten-year NFL quarterback. Rick Campbell, the head coach of the BC Lions. It's a Flame Tech football Friday, and you are watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at, for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Oh, wow. Welcome back, everybody. I, this, this is one of those great days where I just feel like a fire's been lit and a sagebrush is burning, and we didn't light it for once. But we're going to ride it. I do want to mention, before we get into all these text messages here, uh, support for the Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They're the champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RP20 at manscaped.com. It doesn't work for us if you don't go to manscaped.com and use that promo code RP20. 20% off and free shipping. Why wouldn't you? Guys, take care down there. Now, did you think when I saw the article... That on three down, that the Blue Bombers were going to allow only double vaccinated fans to their games this year. And I'm like, bravo, good for them. 
I'm like, why hasn't every team announced that? And all of a sudden, he's just touched off this major war across the country. And from the 248 texting in, hey, Rod, fans will not be able to see Saskatchewan Rough Riders training camp in person, even with two vaccinations for the first few days. So you, I don't know where that statement was made. I have absolutely no idea. I, 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 I'm going to take your word for it. But I guess what are people saying? I got my two shots and now I can't come watch the Rough Riders practice? What the hell? People are kind of at the end of their ropes. I get it. 16 months of this pandemic, it sucked. They're like, I got my two shots. What, what are we waiting for? I get, I'm, I don't know. I was telling somebody yesterday, I'm like, I'm, I'm dreading the restrictions being lifted because I've enjoyed being locked down. I know. Don't at me. I'm just saying I'm a homebody. I don't need to go out. Now people are going to expect me to go out. Things are going to get checked. I've had not had a problem with the last year and a half. It's cost us a lot of money, but you just got to be a little patient. Like, yeah, I'm the last guy to be ready to go, right? But you know, my brother might be the first. He's up an hour before me. He's ready to go on the family road trip, and he's waiting in the car. Why can't we go yet? You got to wait for the whole family to get in the car before we can go. And just because one of you is double vaccinated. We got to wait till we have a group, which we are now. Now we're reopening, and guess what? The teams get to decide who comes in and out of their stadiums. Why is that so hard to figure out? And getting a vaccine or not getting a vaccine—that's a choice. And you know what? If you don't get the vaccine, you're making a choice, and there's all these things that come with it. You're not putting anything in your body that you think might harm you. You're not being a sheep if that's what you think. You're doing all these things that you like, but then the negative, the cons for you are can't go to a football game. Can't travel to the States, can't do these different things. Well, I appreciate that we're all in this discussion together. And I also appreciate that people aren't getting really upset. This was kind of our goal for this show, wasn't it, Darren, when we started to have a coffee discussion every day on the air? That's why we love it. That's why you're here. Um, Randolph Zora in Ontario is watching. He says, as a former businessman, it it would not be a reason to turn someone away. How about taking temperature, mask, and so on? You have to understand, fans, these presidents and executives of the CFL have been working around the clock for a friggin' year to get to where we are now. Do you think they haven't thought of all this stuff? And the Blue Bombers have said, this is the best, safest way for us to play games and fill the stadium. Cut with the whining. Well, again, related to something else, too. It's just like with you. Like, I'd rather put you in bubble wrap and lock you in your house and not let you go around because, look, at if, if you ever got sick or something happened to you. We're done. We'd be done. So the, it's really bad. And they probably want you to go with a mask and get your temperature taken in the football field. But if there's an outbreak from somebody inside the football field, the team is done. Like, it's such a PR nightmare. They're done. So it's zero tolerance. And with the players, like, we'll be wide open in Saskatchewan. Wide open. Restaurants open, no masks, unlimited gatherings. But the players still won't be able to have people over to their houses. They have to wear masks if they, they go grocery. They can't go out to a they, restaurant. They can't go to a restaurant. They'll be locked down. They will live by a different set of rules because if they ever got it, it would be game over. Are we not uh, breaking? Okay, so we got hour two coming up on Game Plus TV. Jake Plummer's going to be with us. Rick Campbell, 
and film producer Chris Bickford. Stick with us. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.